This is Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. Welcome to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio. I'm your host, Heath, and with me today is my amazing co-host, Michael. Michael, how you doing? Heath, bud, I'm doing good. I'm uh, looking forward to today's episode. <clears throat> All right. I am as well. Just want to say a quick shout out to Ethan, who is down for the count again today. So we're doing a special unplanned episode for everybody um, run through some housekeeping items really quick, and then we'll get right into it. We have a powerful word for you today. Um, so check out, as always, rmr.live for the latest information and updates about the show, the contact us form for uh, submitting feedback, comments, suggestions, being a guest, all that kind of stuff. If you need prayer, there's two ways you can partner with us in prayer, or we can partner with you in prayer, that is. Um, through the prayer request form on the website, or you can email us at prayer at rmrr.live. While you're on the website, be sure to check out the Linktree link, which links to all of our socials. Like and subscribe to the YouTube page and the Rumble page. And as of this afternoon, we are live on podcast streams. We are currently active on Apple, Pandora, uh, Podvine, RSS, Spotify, and Stitcher. And we have four more coming within the next 24 hours. We're really excited about that. All right. Now that all that's out of the way. We have another power-packed episode, as I mentioned earlier today. Today's episode is a special edition episode titled, Who's Next? Michael, what do you got for us today? First, before we start, we got to mention our, we're actually adding a commercial today, but let's start with Redemption Squad Ministries. I love these guys, Zach and Melissa. We love them very much. They're the founders of the local chapter. El Paso County Local Chapter of Redemption Squad Ministries. Uh, we'll be uh, heading out on the 5th of November with them out in the community to continue uh, uh, giving boxes door-to-door, boxes of groceries and needed necessities, toiletries, goodies. Um, yes. And we're looking forward to that. Um, so, again, Heath, can you run by our viewers and watchers Um uh, how to donate to them, how to donate to us at the same time. Well, if you want to donate, you feel led to do so. We certainly appreciate that. We are going to be giving proceeds for these donations to Redemption Squad to help fund that ministry as well. There are links on the main page of rmrr.live. And if the links there don't work for you and uh, you need to do Zelle or some other form, you may email me at host at rmrr.live and i will gladly set up something with you to take that donation and then uh, we are going to mention a second um, sponsor today and we're excited to have them on on board as well and partner with them that's right heath okay valentine shoe down on uinta and i i'm sorry uh amy and sean i forget the cross street (laughs) union and something yeah yeah right by the old dmv um, but Hey, they are an amazing couple. Um, they are leaders at our church, but they're also uh, entrepreneurs and they provide an amazing service where let's say if you, uh, you know, you had a busted foot, you have a busted knee, you have a hurting lower back and upper back. Uh, Sean is trained and learned in the skills that he does. I don't, I forget what it's called, but he would help you get you into the right shoe. Not only that, 
uh, they would be happy to pray with you, Sean or Amy, when you arrive in the shop and you say, hey, you know what? I want to get some nice shoes, but I could also use prayer. Sean and Amy are your people for that. Yes. And that so we love Valentine's Shoe and, and they're helping uh, they're helping the show and the broadcast uh, just by uh, being there for us and handing out flyers and stuff. And and we love them. They're actually like some of our best friends over at uh, our Radiant Church. And so yes. super easy commercial. We love them. Shout out to you guys. Um, and their shoe store is not just a shoe store. I mean, it, it could be, you know, it's almost like an extension of, of home. It's almost, I don't know. It's like they're, it's, it's their office and it's right. an extension of them. So we love them. Yeah, definitely. And we'll make sure that there are links posted in the show description below to how to contact them or address information. I'll make sure to plug that in, uh, when we post the show. All right. So digging into today's episode, again, as I mentioned earlier, we had no intention of uh, filming this week just because we did uh, Radiant Fall Fest yesterday and Mondays are our normal shooting days. But uh, the Lord delivered a very powerful word. And so we just want to be diligent with that and and put that out because he, you know, he gave us this platform and, and encouraged us to do this. And so I just want to follow his lead and say, hey, we we want to we want to give this word to you guys. And I believe it's a powerful word today. Wouldn't you say, Michael? Yeah. Um, you know, I want to immediately exclude uh, Radiant Church leadership out of this word. Um, I want to um let's leave it at that and and what's funny is is besides our church and and maybe some some leaders around the church that might once once in a while pop into our broadcast i wasn't sure um the audience that the lord had intended but since we did just get those uh podcasts going on those on those uh podcast providers like apple and spotify that that was interesting. That was a recent development. I I wasn't aware that Heath got that going like literally today. He's been kicking butt uh, yeah, for the RR the RMRR team. <laughs> he's been kicking butt, and so he's been really putting in work while we've been you know you know Ethan's been going to school and, and I've been on the job myself. So it's been awesome, and he he also works full time job too. So he's been putting in a lot of work. But I want to immediately exclude. Um, Radiant Church staff, and, and 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 I don't know. Maybe it'll be obvious why in a little bit. But um, the Lord uh put on my heart uh when we were film uh, led to get in a, a broadcast this week. Um, Heath, can you tell? Can you say the title one more time? Uh, the title of this episode is "Who's Next." Yeah, who's next? <laughs> so. I'm going to just start reading. Let's start with the New Testament. Let's start with the words of Jesus. And if you want to turn with me to John 10, uh, we'll just start off at verse 1. Uh, truly, truly, I say, this is the words of Jesus. Truly, truly, I say to you, the one who does not enter by the door into the fold of the sheep, but climbs up some other way, is a thief and a robber. But the one who enters by the door is a shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens and the sheep listen to his voice. And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he puts all his own sheep outside, he goes ahead of them. And the sheep follow him because they know his voice. However, 
A stranger they simply will not follow, but will flee from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus told them this figure of speech because they did not understand what the things what the things which he was saying to them meant. And that is sometimes how the NASB can be a little bit backwards because <laughs> it's a literal uh, word for word translation. I love that. I love the NASB. It's my favorite. But yeah, I went a little backwards there, but I hope that came out clear. Um, let's do one more. So Jesus said to them again, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All those who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came so that they would have life and have it abundantly. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, and, and not a shepherd, who it who is not the owner of the sheep, sees the wolf coming. Oh, I'm glad we got to this part, Heath. Sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. The wolf snatches them and scatters the flock. He flees because he is a hired hand and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know my own and my own know me. Okay, we will stop right there. Heath, any any like immediate uh, words of wisdom there? uh outtakes what do you have well you know as as i've reflected on this all day today uh, doing the work for the show plus doing my normal job i actually spent a good portion of time this morning in the word uh kind of helped prepping for the show today because again we we just didn't plan on doing this and you know it's interesting that every time i i just hear the word shepherd you know i i think of multiple versions you know not just someone who's watching over a, a flock of literal sheep but i think of a shepherd as as a pastor a minister um you know somebody who is responsible for a large group and guiding them directing them um you know instructing them correcting them all those things um and so for me you know this is a a, a word just for um you know our, our pastoral leadership that you know they have a responsibility to help uh, really direct the flow of, of traffic of the flock and to make sure that everybody is on the path um, to that gateway through Jesus. Um, and so that's the first thing that sticks out in my head. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's, it's important to put Jesus's words out there first. Um, we're going to go a little bit more spiritual here uh, or, double spiritual double talk not double talk like lies and stuff but a better hidden meaning in in ezekiel 34 um so let's see okay ezekiel 34 uh, verse 1 then the word of the lord came to me saying son of man prophesy against the shepherds of israel prophesy and say to those shepherds this is what the Lord says. Woe, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves. Okay. Shepherds who have been feeding themselves. That's interesting, Heath. I mean, what's popping to you right there? 
Um, so again, more of that just kind of, you know, selfish vibe where as, as the shepherd, the leader, you're kind of taking care of yourself, but not ensuring that the people you're responsible for are, uh, are being taken care of and being yes. properly fed and directed. And by fed in, in the case of a, of a pastor, um, you know, being given the word and not being given the watered down word or the, we're going to pick and choose things from the word, but the actual word of God verbatim from the Bible. Um, and, and I think that's an important distinction, you know, when we're talking about spiritual food, um, you know, the, the woke church, you know, picking and choosing what kinds of lessons to teach and, and to preach on. Um, whereas, you know, you get yourself a good Bible believing Bible back church, they're going to teach you directly from the word. You know, God says this, Jesus says this, this prophet said this, you know, it's going to come directly from the book. Okay. To prove your point, Jeremiah 50, verse 6, my people have become lost sheep. Their shepherds have led them astray. They have made them turn aside on the mountains. They have gone from mountain to hill. They have forgotten their resting place. Ooh. All who found them have devoured them. So then it talks about right here, like the enemy coming in because they were, their eyes were no longer on Yahweh. Their, their, their worship was no longer, no longer right. All who found them devoured them and their adversaries have said, we are not guilty since they have sinned against the Lord. who is the habitation of righteousness. The Lord, the hope of their fathers. Your Christian faith, your dad's Christian faith, it's not working for you. It's not your own. It's your dad's Christian faith, right? right. So, um, man, okay, there's so much we could be said. I'm going to continue on back to Ezekiel 34. Um, yeah, woe, shepherds of Israel who have been feeding themselves. Should the shepherds not feed the flock? You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with wool. You slaughter the fat sheep without feeding the flock. Okay, Heath, what is this sounding like? Again, this is, you know, the one thing I, I love about a lot of biblical scripture that we've been reading lately is there's just a lot of like rebuking and hand smacking going on for the fact that, you know, we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing. We're not following the word. We're not obeying. We're not trying to press in and get closer to, to Jesus or God. We're not, we're not doing these things. And, and, and this particular set of verses is really pointing at our leadership and saying, Hey, you as pastors have a responsibility to guide and direct. You have a responsibility to teach and feed your flock, the word of God. And because you're more concerned about yourself, your status, your well-being, your nourishment, you've ignored the flock, you've ignored your people, you haven't led them down the right path, and as a result, your people are being spiritually slaughtered, for lack of a better term. You know, yes. you're, you're not, the people are not chasing Jesus, they're being overcome by the enemy. And so this is really a nice rebuking word for me um, that just is, is calling out the 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 shepherds the ministers of the time saying hey you guys are sucking at your job basically and because because of your lack of uh, prudence and responsibility 
you know, you're leading people astray. How dare right. you, you know? Okay. I, what's so funny is these are uh, shepherds taking advantage of the sheep for their own gain in a certain special way. You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. Um, just it just reminds me like taking advantage of uh, church funds that would come in. Is you know that's one thing that comes to mind. Um, Actually, if I may, I I, I think yeah. a better example is going to be. I know there have been, and I'm not going to throw names out because I I want to avoid that. But I know that there have been some mega church pastors who've definitely taken advantage of their position. Um, they've taken advantage of you know the celebrity status that came with their position and have exploited it to the fullest. And you know we've heard stories of of some of these bigger pastors you know being caught in. Um, some compromising situations and some other things that like definitely aren't um, how you would think of or describe as being fitting of someone in that position. Um, and so to me, it just it just screams that there are so many people in this time and, and even in our time that are seeking the fame and the fortune, the glory, the, you know, the the perks the perks of the job as it will be the unintended perks that, you know, can definitely lead you astray and in turn cause you to lead your, your flock away. Your well, flock astray. I agree. And I think, I think that be, they become easier targets. I think we've got to hone this in to even get a little bit more personal, more directed towards ourselves. But I would even say to the, to the shepherd, to the pastor who wouldn't consider himself a mega church, uh, pastor but is definitely in a rut right uh is definitely in a spiritual well you know he was trained um he probably got into some debt in college he got hired on at such and such church with i don't know so many members and and he becomes a wheel and a cog of the church system and is stuck there. He's right. uh, he's depending on the usual, usual, the by and by. And the Lord graces him with helping him with the message right now. You know, helping him with the messages and 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 I believe I believe the best for these guys, these certain individuals who may be stuck. That that God is that that God, Jesus loves them. Um. And and I do want to do an additional frame. Uh, to this chat, this discussion where Jesus loves his, his, his pastors. Uh, Jesus loves the people under them. And as ministers, we're as teachers, especially, uh, and ministers. Anytime we're ministering, anytime we're sharing a testimony, the, re the red record light is on. Right. And so I, I want to not talk about mega church people unless there's maybe one point we might get to them at the end. Because they have just to touch on it real quick, they have one problem. And they're way they're way high up. 
and right. and Moses's Moses's um, father-in-law Jethro, he said Moses, you can't do this all on your own. You'll need um, you know multiple unders to go over uh, groups of ten, a hundred, a thousand that all report to you. But um, and and they you know mega church pastor, pastors probably have a similar setup. But when you're addressing an organic larger group, getting numb gets really easy. You don't know everyone. You don't, it's, it's hard to do the extra work and get to know a lot of people um, to where you know who Brian and, and Sandy, how they're doing during the week. Right. And, and so I, Where this message becomes effective is when we remember the heart, remember the love of Christ for us and for the people uh, he has, he has placed us there for, right? Right. Um, for instance, Peter, Peter's getting reaffirmed. He's getting reestablished as an apostle after he betrays Jesus. Jesus is talking to him. He, you know, Peter just wants to go out fish. And Jesus is like, Peter, if you love me, or, or do you love me? And and Peter goes, yes, I love you, Lord. Uh, You know, feed my sheep, right? Feed my right. sheep. You, if you love me, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Um, I a quick testimony right here. I was sitting in church. Um, uh, my, my best buddy and I had just gotten married and had just become a youth pastor. And I was like, all right, Lord, you know, life starting for life starting is life is starting for my, my buddy, Josh, but you know, God, am I like on the back burner? You know, am I even in this, uh, game that I know you've, you're training me in and all these things in the ministry. And, and, um, there's one Sunday where I was way too content being a sheep. I'm sitting in church, and I know I'm. I know I'm. I know we're all sheep uh, under under the true shepherd Jesus. Okay, let me just tell you, church. There's you don't just have to be a sheep. You could be a sheep with a lion's head. You could be you could be a, a little lion. You know, um, you could be an eagle <clears throat> out of Isaiah. That would be one who might be a little bit more gifted prophetically. Um, there, there's a few options that, that God would have his sheep kind of, um, be discipled into, but anyway, so I, I was just way too content being, uh, doing the normal rigmarole at church. And I even felt a certain level of comfort in settling for less than what God had for me. So in that state of mind, I sit down after worship and God smacks me with a, with a word. He said something to me so clearly it was almost audible. It was loud. It was, it was, I don't know if anyone else heard it around me, but it was so loud. I wondered if anyone else heard that around me. And I looked around like, you know, did anyone else hear that? And he said to me, feed my sheep. And immediately I know, oh my goodness. He said that to Peter. This might've been like 10 years ago now, maybe nine years ago, but he said that to Peter. And he said that to Peter when he was encouraging Peter to keep on going. 
And I, so immediately I go, well, what about your lambs? <laughs> and, and Jesus responds, my lambs too, my lambs too. And that was it. It was just a quick back and forth, but it was super encouraging. And I knew I just, it was just reaffirmed. God had uh, much bigger plans than me settling into riding the ride at church. Heath, what do you think about all that? Well, I think that's uh, a a powerful testimony. You know, as you, as you were talking, that whole feed my sheep line um, really made me think that's partly what we're doing when we do one of these episodes. Yeah. You know, we, we are trying to bring, um, you know, biblical perspective, discipleship, and I think the most important thing that we try to bring to every episode is personal testimony, um, because there's so much power there. When you share that, um, you're you're encouraging someone, you're you're helping someone see that they're not alone, and you know all the other things that come from sharing a testimony. And so, um, you know, I I feel completely blessed every time we get to put on an episode or a ministry moment or or whatever it is that we're doing here at the show, uh, because again, we're we're basically providing that uh, that little tidbit of manna for your week. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, you know, feed your sheep. Definitely. Well, and, and, and there's food for the ministers who are doing what God tells them to do. Like Jesus said to the disciples after the woman at the well, uh, John, John four, is that John four? I can't remember right now, but after the woman at the well, the disciples come back, Hey, what were you, you know, they're talking about food. They're thinking about food. Jesus reaffirms them. Hey guys, I'm, I have food you don't know of. And he, he had just got done ministering um, and activating an evangelist that changed that whole town, right. the woman at the well. So we'd like to activate you. We'd love to encourage you today. So let's continue in, in Ezekiel 34. I got uh, verse three still. You eat the fat and clothe yourselves with the wool. You slaughter the fat sheep without feeding the flock. So I think about negativity, like you slaughter the fat sheep without feeding the flock. So those, there are some fat sheep in some churches, right? Right. There are people who really gorge themselves on, on the food of God. Okay. Sometimes those folks might be a little annoying to a pastor. Okay. And then through some negativity, maybe some gossip, some name calling. Okay. These people are hurt. And so we're focused on, we're focused on uh, belittling the people who desire to grow and desire the deeper things of God. And maybe the pastor isn't equipped enough to handle those folks. Sometimes there are people who seem immature in church and they really just need discipleship. <laughs> right. But pastor is so busy going golfing uh, or, or doing other things besides discipleship. Then let me finish this thought and then I'm going to ask a question. Uh, this one hurts me, Heath. Okay. Uh, this one is personal. All right. Why are pastors, where's, where's the duplicates, right? Uh, pastors, we're supposed to, uh, your congregation isn't necessarily, especially if you distance yourself from them. They're not your disciples. And uh, and is your Jesus even desirable? Is your Jesus even contagious, Pastor? 
uh, would someone want to be discipled by you? And if so, have you opened up your schedule, your wallet, and your time for that to be the case? A discipleship, Jesus had 11, and through 11, the, they changed the world. Yeah. Now, he also had the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. He also was the Son of God, and he, he had a very powerful ministry. But they were super encouraged that they were casting out devils and doing healing ministry um, also. And Jesus gently reminds them, hey, let's not rejoice at that. Let's rejoice that your name is in the Lamb's Book of Life. But my point is, Heath, where are the disciples? Where are the disciples of these men of God? Um, and I get it, you know, uh, being a pastor, uh, full-time schedule, right? And, right? and maybe even more than a full-time, like maybe even two full-time schedules. Um, I, I'm a product of discipleship, though. I was discipled by a pastor who, who made the time, who saw the divine appointment. He had opened up his heart. He talked to me about it. I asked him, what is, what is biblical discipleship anyway? He's like, well, you know, we're going to have you do a release form with your parents. Cause I was still living with my parents at the time. Um, so my parents had to give permission to bless this, but, um, I then started on a, a major discipleship program and, 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 uh, eventually became the youth pastor at that church too. But I'm a product of discipleship. We learned, we learned, we learned the word of God. We talked about the, we talked about deep things in the Bible. We talked about the hidden manna. Um, anyway, that is, that is a little bit of a rant. Heath, what, what, any feedback on that? I know, I know this is getting a full, this is turning into a full broadcast. That's all right. So, you know, I was thinking as you were talking that, you know, really, if we're, we're running everything effectively, you know, I think of my time as, as working in, in food service for, you know, 20 plus years, and you're always training your replacement, you're always, um, you know, setting people up to take your place, like that's part of your job, um, so that there's someone to step into that role. And, and I know we've talked about this topic several times before about the fact that you don't see a lot of churches, um, you know, with some kind of, of disciple underneath the pastor or some kind of, you know, um, leadership program or training program or something like that. Now, I know there are exceptions to the rule, um, but the vast majority, you don't see that. And, and you know, I can't think of a, a church in my life. Uh, probably outside of Radiant that that I have seen with my own eyes where there is some form of, you know, head pastor discipling, uh, you know, an associate pastor or something like that. Um, you know, and, and if those situations were there, then they weren't, you know, really publicly known at the time. So, so yeah, I, I, I agree there, you know, there, there, there is a lot, unfortunately on our pastor's plates, um, you know, to, to prepare and to, to, to be in meetings and do all the things they've got to do, you know, but again, that's no excuse. I mean, when you think about, you know, Jesus and the great commission, you know, we're supposed to go make disciples and that that's everybody, everybody who's a believer, everybody who's following Jesus, that's our job, you know, and it's hard to do that. I think 
um, you know, in 60 to 90 minutes from the pulpit once a week. Um, you know, and I'm thankful that we're in a church where our leadership is engaged. They're engaged not only with our three campuses, but they're engaged in community activities. They're engaged in other things to help, you know, continually uh, feed people into a relationship with Jesus. Um, and I intentionally use the word feed there. Um, yeah. but yeah, well, so lifestyle, right? So right. Like, look, one thing you're saying is lifestyle. And, and the reason why I'm jumping in here is, I mean, just think about what Jesus, he sent out the 70 to do the stuff, right? He sent out the 12 to do the stuff. He called them apostles to put them into their identity and, and, and to start getting this leadership, uh, within the church going and, and get them discipled in that, in that, uh, title and that understanding too of being apostle but okay those who are sickly you have not strengthened the diseased you have not healed the broken you have not bound up the scattered you have not brought back okay is anyone sounding i mean does that sound familiar those are jesus hyperlinks this is you know hundreds of years before jesus by the way too um nor have you searched for the lost you must do the work, do the work of the evangelist. Right. Um, but with force and with violence, you have denominated them. They scattered for lack of a shepherd and they became food for every animal of the field and scattered. So without actual pastoral care and leadership, whether it might be prophetic, apostolic through the teacher, pastoral, evangelism evangelistic right we're subject to the wild things in the field and that's a big issue because if you're called to ministry you're called to take care and feed god's sheep and keep them close jesus said oh let's see if i can paraphrase this without killing it jesus's ministry was to draw close and protect those that the father brought him and in his prayer in the John teens, he says, I have done this. You brought them to me. I have kept them. I fulfilled my ministry. I have done this. Likewise, those who God brings towards us, that's divine appointments from heaven. He, the father wants you to take care of, of uh, to a certain extent. I mean, we all, you know, we're adults at some point, but, or, or, you know, turning into adults, you know, maybe we're teens or, or a younger person, but God brings these appointments, these discipleship appointments, these pastoral appointments. He cares about it. He thought yes. you worthy enough to bring someone super special to him that he loves, that he knows you could really pour into this person's life and he could just multiply that. He could just, he just bless that. And that, that person's trajectory just changes. Heath, what do you think? Uh, I 100% agree with everything you just said. I couldn't have said it better, actually. Okay, well, I know we're only just a chunk into this. Um, let me let me just do let me just do one or two more verses here. All right. Um, my flock strayed through all the mountains and on every hill. My flock was scattered over all the surface of the earth. There is no one to search or seek for them. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, declares the Lord God, certainly 
Because my flock has become plunder, my flock has become food for all the animals of the field. For lack of a shepherd, and my shepherds did not search for my flock, but rather the shepherds fed themselves. Ooh, okay. Let's not go out. Let's not be like Jesus and go out and get that one out of the 99. Let's stay back in the office. Let's stay back in the lazy boy, back at home, back in the den, right? Uh, let's pop the popcorn. Let's watch the basketball games, right? Or whatever it may be. <laughs> let's go golfing. Uh, This is what the Lord God says. Behold, I am against the shepherds and I will demand my sheep from them and make them stop tending sheep. I'm going to make, I'm going to stop you guys. from. This is why the episode is called who's got next. <laughs> God said, I will stop you being a pastor. Okay. Behold, I'm against the shepherds. I will demand my sheep from them and make them stop tending sheep. So the shepherds will not feed themselves anymore, but I will save my sheep. Thank you, Jesus, for saving yes. some of these sheep that have been hurt by the church. But I will save my sheep from their mouth so that they will not be food for them. Jesus still redeems. Jesus still has lead. Okay, here's the thing. Here We got to say this, Heath. Pastors, there are gifted leaders in your pews, in your, uh, in your chairs. And you don't know it because you're distracted and this is a call to you guys to ask the holy spirit to start showing you who you need to disciple who in those pews maybe they're even in a terrible place in life but the holy spirit will show you he'll give you that word of knowledge and that word of wisdom about that person i mean saul didn't look like paul right for a while right but he eventually was he eventually was paul so Pastors, you have women and men and or young ladies and young young guys in your chairs, youth pastors, same thing, that are one day going to be in charge. And actually, you're more related to them being in charge than you think because you could actually, the Lord would have you be the catalyst in their life. On a more personal level than you think, because this is where the entrapment is. You could say, oh, well, I'll still be the head pastor. I'll still be this. I'll still do my own thing. And I'll do a couple steps forward and I'll, I'll get them, you know, talking to the right people. But what if you directly need to need to um, disciple them? And, and you directly, these people are all over. There's a women's moving going, a women's movement going on in the church right now. Uh, there is a leadership movement going on in the church right now. The fivefold ministry, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, are being risen up right now in the church. And they didn't go to seminary and God got it made, send some of them to seminary. Get, some of them, God will not care. And they're going to be powerful. Keith. Yes. Let's end on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I just want to say too, with this move that God that's going on right now, you know, get right with your flock, do your job. Cause there are other people that got to line let's up. Let's say to take it. it let's take say it. It.
right. Uh, so anyway, I I lost track of where we were. Go, Michael, do you remember what we were saying? Yeah, you were you were saying you need to get right with the flock in your church. Oh, and right, right, if right. There's gold. Let's mine it. Right, kind of idea. Yeah. Totally. Well, and then and then I'm thinking, hey, pastors, if this is touching your heart, okay. And the Holy Spirit did talk to you. Let's let's just repent right now together. Let's do it right now together. This isn't about us getting on you. This is about just us responding to the Lord and 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 advancing the kingdom. So, Lord, right now, we repent. We turn from our ways of maybe sloth, maybe laziness, maybe maybe the rut, maybe the dullness of ministry. We turn to you, Lord, and you promise this in your word. And I cannot remember where, but you promise this in your word. When we turn to you. Oh, it's Revelation. If I stand, I stand at the door and knock. Okay, let him in again. Let him speak to you to you about these things, about these kids, about these young folks again, about these women again, Lord. And we just repent so that you could do that right now. We turn from our ways. We say we're sorry for neglecting the sheep. And Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to hear your voice, Holy Spirit. We bless your name. Thank you for loving all of us. Lord, thank you for holding your leaders to a higher standard and that your word talks specifically about these higher standards and your care level and your bedside manner for your sheep. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Wow. This has been an incredibly powerful episode, and especially since we were only planning to hop on here for just a short time and try to deliver a word, and here we did a full episode, guys. Um, I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Um, it just, wow, I, I can't even right now. Um, anyway, quick housekeeping. Check out rmr.live for the latest information and updates about the show. Like, subscribe to the YouTube page. Um, again, uh, follow the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Truth, Rumble, Twitch, all the things. Um, and again, podcast guys, podcasts are live and we're excited about that. Um, if you feel led to donate to today's show, remember that that is going to go to help not only us, but Redemption Squad Ministries. Links to that are on the main page of rmr.live. Um, and finally, guys, get yourself into a good Bible believing, Bible teaching, Holy Spirit led church plug into groups, discipleship opportunities, and serve in any way you can. And if you're in the Colorado Springs area and you happen to listen to this before Saturday, I would like to invite you to join us, uh, Radiant Church Central Campus, 10 o'clock on Saturday, to come out and hit the streets with Redemption Squad Ministries, minister yeah. with us, drop off some provision boxes, talk about God, and just be in His presence and do a little... Uh, provision warfare is what i'm i'm thinking right now is what it sounds like to me um any final thoughts before we wrap it up michael no buddy i think i think somehow we delivered it <laughs> all right well again everyone thanks for joining us we will catch you on the next episode have a great week be blessed Thank you for listening to Rocky Mountain Revival Radio.